Welcome to WashU Alumni Connections Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Today I'm with Thomas Moore. Thomas is currently a principal software engineer at Microsoft, and he's a class of 2007 graduate of the five-year program uh, BSMS in Computer Science. Thomas, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Dante, for having me. So why don't we set the scene? Why don't you uh, tell us about how you started at WashU, um, you know, maybe the end of high school and, and how you decided on WashU and how you got there? Yeah. So uh, I graduated from high school in 03. Um, and I guess just like most other high school seniors, started looking at colleges junior, senior year. Um, I am originally from St. Louis, so I knew about WashU, uh, sometimes passed it up every day, um, and it was a school that I was interested in. Um, I knew that I wanted to work with computers, and then as I learned more, like learned that computer science is the thing to study for it. Um, so if you put those two together, um, that's how I ended up uh, wanting to major in computer science and then wanting to come to WashU. Yeah, great. And how about your sort of your first experiences wash you first, you know, day, week, year? How did that go? Yeah, it went. Uh, I mean, it was it was a little rough, <laughs> I guess, like like a lot of people have experienced. Um, it was uh, it was still a good experience. Um, I think one of the things that was quite an adjustment for me was attending some of the larger classes like you know, CS 101 or physics or calculus um, where there are like over 100 people in the classroom. Um, which I've never had that experience before, um, but uh, managed to, I guess, adjust to learning in those kind of environments. Um, I also was um, pleasantly surprised with how social uh, being in college was. Um, I guess it kind of helps that like we're like not only learning, but living together uh, for folks who are living on campus. Um, so getting involved in other activities in addition to uh, learning was was a good uh, a pleasant surprise for me coming in, into college. So, yeah. Great. And did you have any um, classes or professors or activities that you really liked or felt strongly yeah. about? So as far as classes, um, definitely I guess CS one hundred and one right like that was the intro thing and getting through that was good because I was like okay I made it through the first year right because um, we we know that. Uh, college, well, college can be difficult, um, and of course, like uh, different people have different experiences. So, getting through the first year of CS was was really good for me. Um, beyond that, uh, some of the classes that I really enjoyed, or enjoyed slash benefited from, <laughs> maybe yeah. not enjoyed, but definitely benefited from, were like the logic and discrete math, and then the data structures classes from sophomore year. Um, and then after that, uh, I enjoyed uh, compilers. Um, I took 431 and the grad level one um, in the fifth year, um, both with Professor Citrin, um, who was one of my favorite professors at WashU. Um, and then uh, I definitely remember computational geometry as well with uh, Professor Robert Pless. Um, that class was probably one of the harder classes if not the hardest class I took um, in CS, um, but I, in, I that is a class I, I can't say I enjoyed. Um, I like the subject matter, I like geometry, um, and so, uh, and plus is a good teacher. 
Uh, so I, I enjoyed that class. Um, and then one more, which is another one that I think I enjoyed it, but it became more relevant after college was operating systems with in Wong. Um, I'll admit that's a class that I might not have understood why we were talking about a lot of the things um, in it, but as it became more applicable um, later in my career, um, I'm glad I learned a lot of this stuff um, during that class. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so some of those classes, like you said, pushed you and, yeah. you know, and I think what, what's really interesting is, um, you know, when you're in the thick of it, it's like, oh, why am I learning this? But now looking right. back on it, you're like, wow, that really helped me in your career. So, so you specifically called out compilers, right? Is that something that you, uh, you've used on a regular basis? I, I, uh, I, there was a, 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 a few years of my career, I worked in um, the Chakra JavaScript engine, which was the JavaScript engine that came with uh, IE and Edge um, at Microsoft. And um, that was the time I worked on a compiler. Like I didn't know, I, in college, I didn't know I would ever work on a compiler, but working on a JavaScript just-in-time compiler where we have like millions of lines of code that is dynamically, you know, just-in-time compiling or i guess translating javascript into assembly um and there are a lot of optimizations that occur that can occur during that time um and with a language like javascript since it's not as strongly typed like c plus plus um there's a little bit more work right to like to try to infer what the data type is in order to figure out which optimizations to make so on and so forth. Um, so that was about maybe almost 10 years later when I used it. But like as I ramped up on the team and on the product, um, it was nice that some of these concepts weren't brand new to me um, because I learned uh, and maybe even struggled in, with some of them uh, in, in college. And, and so to that end, did you get that role because you said or ex, uh, ex, exposed an interest in compilers? Or was it like, here's your job, by the way, you're doing the just-in-time compiler and hope you know how, how it works. Yeah, it was more of the latter. Um, okay. I yeah. think the, the, this team in particular don't expect um, people to come in with compiler knowledge um, and is ready to ramp people up um, in in that space. So, so it helped that I had some experience. Um, and even though I didn't understand that code specifically, I could at least talk about some of the concepts with my manager, which was good early on while I was ramping up. Right. Yeah, because I think one of the benefits I've seen um, for myself and from other WashU students is it, it gives you a, a breadth of coverage. So at least mm -hmm. to your point, you know, like at a high level, like what's an abstract, abstract syntax tree and right, right, that kind right, of stuff. Right, and, right. You, know, and you can get into more details. And... Exactly, exactly. Great. And so right now you're working for Mozilla, but you've had uh, a number of different um, companies you've worked for. Uh, currently, I'm at Microsoft and I was at Mozilla previously. Right. Um, so uh, after college, um, I started at Microsoft right out of college um, and joined the Internet Explorer team right out of college and uh, started with uh, basically fixing bugs and what became IE8. And then uh, was a part of shipping IE8 and 9, 10, and 11, and then was a part of the transition to creating Microsoft Edge. Um, and then after that, uh, about 10 years into that, um, I decided to make a jump into something different, which is where I went to Mozilla. Um, and in Mozilla, I worked on the mixed reality research team, um, exploring where web browsers and web technology can intersect and interact with virtual reality. 
Um, so I did that for two years. And then um, about a year ago, returned back to Microsoft. And now I work in Microsoft Word um, as we uh, make, uh, as we explore ways to like, uh, in my role specifically, um, I'm basically doing performance um, improvements in, in Word. So, yeah. So when you were at Microsoft, how did you know, or what made you decide to find a different opportunity? And, and how did you get the opportunity at Mozilla? What was the mm -hmm. sort of impetus there? So at, at that point, like I'd been on the same team, same product for 10 years, um, and which, you know, there are varying lengths of time that people will spend on a team, right? Um, I know folks who have been on the same team, same product for like 30 years at Microsoft. And then, you know, there's some people who move around every three or four. Um, I think I got to a point where I like, I did almost everything I could do um, in the browser. Um, and that combined with, as my network kind of like evolved over time, like starting in the browser team, and then other people have left, you know, the team or left the, the company. Um, I was, I had access to other opportunities as my network grew from there. Um, so the opportunity at Mozilla was a result from uh, a previous mentor of mine from the team, uh, from IE, who left and went elsewhere and got me connected to that opportunity. So, yeah, and also those... one more thing, too, I guess I'll mention is that during my time in IE, I also had some experience in working with virtual reality to implement the web XR spec within Edge. So that gave me a little bit of initial exposure into VR technology, mixed reality. Um, and so it made me a good competitive candidate for that role at Mozilla. Yeah, and I was to say, one of the things I think that it's it's hard to appreciate in college is the power of sort of that, that networking aspect that you referenced. Because yeah. um, yeah. as, a, as a manager that's hired people, the best people that we hire tend to be references because usually you don't, Right. give someone as a reference unless you really think they're they're great at their job so yeah we've yeah. gotten a lot of exceptional candidates that way yeah great well uh could you describe a little bit about your current role um like what it looks like on a daily or or weekly basis kind of what are your responsibilities and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so my current role um so i'm a so i'm a principal software engineer at microsoft and in my current role it's like a mix of like I still care and am and involved in like technical stuff, fixing bugs, you know, doing code reviews, uh, working on features, designing features. Um, but I also have a little bit of a leadership role as well, where I am responsible for not only like being concerned about my work, but also the work for other people on my team. Um, so I'm not a manager, as in like I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, a people manager where I have to like be a part of directing somebody's career. But as far as like, there's a large task, you know, assigned to me that's larger than I can do on my own. Uh, how can I break that up into something that can be done across um, with with multiple people? Um, so sometimes uh, my work is involved with figuring out what that work is and then um, supporting that work for other people as well. Um, and then also with you know larger projects that usually involve uh, more people than is also within my media team. Uh, so sometimes coordinating and being a part of um, uh, what's the word 
I mean, collaborating, I guess, with with people on other teams as my feature may impact or touch code and other parts of the product. And we need to make sure that uh, our expectations are the same because uh, <laughs> it can be really expensive to figure that out later on. Um, yeah. So that's part of my work, too. And so you raise a good point about you're not a sort of a people manager. So you um, could you briefly sort of summarize the roles in the more technical track that you're on at Microsoft? Like, what does it look like if you were to start out fresh out of college? Yeah, yeah. So fresh out of college, um, you'll come in as a junior engineer, um, which the title will be software engineer one. Um, and at that point, like you're learning the role, you're learning the code, learning the company, you're learning everything, right? And the goal of that role is to um, learn how to do the job and be able to do it with some amount of confidence. And then um, after a couple of years, you can get to software engineer two. Um, and that role is more about having some kind of in independence where someone can hand you a task and then you can just own getting it complete. Um, so it doesn't mean you never need help and that you never work with other people. Um, but no one has to kind of like hold your hand to to get the job. And then uh, after a couple of years, you can get promoted to senior. Um, and in senior, you take on larger projects, right? Where not only are you demonstrating that independence from the previous role, but also some leadership um, where the tasks or the projects may have a bit more ambiguity um, and have bigger scope and um, and the things that you do will start to have more of a team-wide impact. And then after that, a couple of years, you could probably get to principal. Um, and principal is like all of the above. And then in, in addition to that, just uh, larger scope, wider scope, um, larger influence. And you should have more group-wide or product-wide uh, influence in the things that you take. Um, beyond that, like the roles just continue to just increase in scope and responsibility. Um, and also, I guess, related to that, the number of people that you interact with in order to have impact. So, yeah. And then, and then at some point, if you were less interested in the, you know, continuing down the technical path, um, mm -hmm. you would be moving into more managerial roles. Correct. Um, Correct. And you, yeah. So like, to your point, you do less individual contribution as you move up and it's more team or company level sort of um, focus. Uh, but then also the path that you did, did not take is to also add more managerial, like I have five direct reports and I have to right. do right, um, right. annual reviews and that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, I'm still more, yeah, I'm still more interested, I mean, at least as of now, in the more technical piece. Like I like, you know, getting my hands dirty in the code. I like uh, the, the problem solving aspect of it. And at least at Microsoft, and I know other places too, like managers still have a technical aspect to their job. Um, but the proportions are different, and I want, at least for me, I want my proportion to be a little bit bigger <laughs> than what a typical manager has. So, yeah. Great. And then what does a, like a typical week look like? Like how many kind of meetings do you have or kind of work are you doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it depends on the week. Um, some, like if I'm in more of a planning cycle, right, I'll have way more meetings than, than usual. Um, and sometimes the accomplishment of the day will, will be like having the meetings. Um, and 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 probably having some uh, decisions made from it. Um, in more typical weeks, um, it'll be I will have meetings um, where I'm working with other people, um, but there are times where uh, I guess I'll work on my own to 
debug or understand some problem to work on or some bugs to fix. Um, helping other people on my team do that same thing. Um, I have moments where uh, I might be doing a bunch of writing, right? Like if I go too far, um, like if I'm doing investigations or uh, experiments, at some point I need to pause and, and capture the things that I, I do. Um, so sometimes my, my job does involve quite a bit of writing. Um, so every documentation or technical specification yeah. kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, like, and, and also being able to, like, like documentation and specifications, but also, like, delivering reports on, like, this is what we tried and this is what the outcome of it was, or this is what we shipped and this is what we can observe from customer feedback or stuff like that, right? Like, that captures, like, the impact of the code that we, either the impact of the experiments that we ran or the impact of the code that we delivered to, to our customers. Um, that usually involves some kind of writing um, or analysis, right? Like it could be in some spreadsheets or databases to, to uh, gather and aggregate data. So yeah. So in any week, it'll, it'll be a mix of those things that, that I just mentioned and the, the ratio changes depending on who you are. Great. Um, how would you say WashU helped prepare you either for your current role or any, any previous roles? Mm -hmm. Well, de definitely, uh, I mean, getting that solid exposure um, and foundation in C++ um, in Java, even though I didn't use Java in my career, um, but just knowing, even though I didn't use Java, like I did use some C Sharp for some other things, but understanding what a managed language is, right, uh, was, was really helpful. Um, I think one of the things that I've had moments in my career that has been interesting where it might not be, you know, straight up computer science-y, but it's a lot of analysis. Um, and having that, like, I don't know if that was sometimes like a direct uh, goal of a class, but it was something that had to be done to, to do it, whether it was in computer science or physics or in calc or whatever, right? Um, the ability to think, like to critically think about a problem figure out how to like test an experiment um, and then come to some kind of conclusion was was really important. Um, especially when I do things around like uh, performance work um, where we, you know, we make a change. Is it better or worse, right? Like it's almost like a science experiment, <laughs> right? Like, like a lab experiment um, to validate the things that we want or hope to see um, instead of just like writing code and just wishing that it works, <laughs> right? Yeah. So like being able to do the analysis um, it's something that I can look back and say I had uh, quite a bit of experience in that with like CS and then other science classes at MSU. Um, I think another thing too, which, you know, I kind of talked about the writing stuff earlier, technical writing, which I, I don't know if it's a class that like, I don't think about it often, but it shows up in sometimes the way, like there's two classes that I took. There was a uh, technical writing junior year and then there was this class in the business school that I, t I took and I can't remember, but it was around like writing and communication. Um, and so those classes, even though they, you know, they're not formal English classes, right? Being able to communicate uh, is something that was, is really, really important, especially the further along that I've gone in my career um, as the audiences of my work increases. And sometimes the people in the audience don't have that much time 
right, to read or digest what I'm saying. So I have to, like, get to what I need to say as quickly as possible um, to either help them make a decision for me um, or to help them make a decision for, for something else. Um, so, yeah, tech writing. And I cannot remember the name of that business class, but uh, it was around communication. And uh, that is something that showed up quite a bit, too. Yeah, they say writing uh, code is easy, but writing good code is hard. It's the same thing with documentation. It's just yes, yeah, yep, super yep, hard yep. to be concise and right, you know. right, and uh, helpful. Right. Um, so, what advice would you give to current students? Any any feedback there? Hmm. Well, one thing I can think of now, although I will say this with a grain of salt because I can say that I did not go to college during a pandemic. <laughs> but as as much as you can and as best as you can, enjoy it, right? Like enjoy the classes, enjoy um, being a community, enjoy um, whatever your experience is with campus because um, it'll go by pretty quickly. Um, and then uh, related to that, like whatever you can do to build your network, right? Uh, do that and like it doesn't have to be like this formal i'm building my network right but like if you have a good connection with somebody find to maintain that connection naturally um even after you graduate um especially like we you know i have friends um who work in different companies throughout the industry that um where those friendships started at washu um and uh i'm i'm glad to have that i'm glad to have people that i could talk to to like understand their experience or um uh or hear about what's going on in other places um to to i guess understand what's out there and and to have a good reflection of the experience that i'm having too um yeah and then you know the last thing i will say uh i don't think you need to overload your entire schedule with hard classes but take some hard classes right uh, I feel like for me, they eventually showed up. Some of the ones that I didn't really want to take, they showed up, at least from, from my experience, they showed up on the job. Anyway. Uh, I, I'll never forget, there's a few times, uh, I can't remember what the class was, but it was mainly like the, the assembly class. And I was like, ah, I don't want to learn assembly. I'm not going to worry about it. Or I don't want to you know, take a whole class. On it. But there were a few bugs that I remember having uh, earlier in my career at Microsoft where, um, all we had was like uh, an, an ASM dump. We didn't have a source code. We didn't know what was going on. And I had to slowly and a little painfully reverse engineer uh, what was going on to see if I could, um, I guess, understand what was going on. In the so um, you don't have to take assembly in order to make, you know, whatever whatever your hard class is, like take a few of them. It doesn't have to be your whole experience, but, but take some of the difficult stuff because it'll be helpful with it. Yeah, I think that at the time our year was uh, CS three hundred six, right? The assembly class, and then that now, about right. yeah. yeah, now now it's uh, three sixty one, which is system software. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they actually do some really cool things where they have um, have the students try to essentially break. Like you have to send uh, packets to um, a connection, and it tries to do a stack overflow and some other things. So you actually have to mm -hmm. write specially formed packets and whatnot. So. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's I mean, even I never did that directly in my time in IE, but I was more on the like receiving internet. Like, 
how do right. I write code that won't break <laughs> when that kind of data comes? Um, yeah. And so, like, I ended up still learning some of that stuff anyway. I just did it on a job. Great. Well, thank you so much, Thomas, for joining us today. Uh, any parting words before we sign off? Um, one more thing I just thought about, and I forgot to bring it up earlier. Um, when I think about my time and my experience at WashU, um, even though it's not directly related to computer science, um, and she's not even an engineering professor, uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to Donna Williams. Miss um, Williams was uh, the advisor for NSBE. Uh, NSBE is the National Society of Black Engineers. Um, and she played a really key role in my time in the engineering school. Um, again, like she doesn't have an engineering degree, but as far as like just being a support and an encouragement um, to not only to me, but probably generations of black engineering students at WashU. Um, it's, I, I don't think I can go too far without talking about her when I think about my, um, my time at WashU. Um, so yeah, uh, Ms. Williams was, was a big impact on me. And uh, I think she knows that, but I definitely want to say it here too. So yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Thomas. And uh, that's it. <laughs>